overcoming burnout working in cardiothoracic surgery sabrina runbeck is able to maintain a clinical practice while helping medical dental and holistic private practice owners gain a day per week by integrating her background in medicine neuroscience and positive intelligence she created a simple six step system that allowed her clients to stop having endless to do lists or needing to put out fires on a daily basis and they are now creating sustainable practices with consistent revenue without constant staff turnover she also hosts the providers edge podcast and is a twice international best selling author who has been featured on fox cbs and abc in today's episode let us chat with sabrina runbeck and learn some time management tips from her how can we gain more time per week and how and how can we be more efficient this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe and through the guiding voice we help and enable successful leaders share their knowledge and wisdom with the world so that our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice per every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have sabrina runbeck part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe sabrina hearty welcome to the guiding voice and i'm super excited to have you here part of today's conversation and learn time management tips myself Thanks Naveen and thanks to everyone for joining us. You choose us when you can be doing anything. So we of course appreciate you and definitely you deserve a pat on the back because you're here clearly for all your own personal growth and advancements. Perfect. Let's get started Sabrina. So you have been in medicine, neuroscience and uh, you have um, now become an author, podcaster, likewise your career journey has took some interesting turns and all so i would like to ask my first question what are the top 3 things that have helped you so far in your professional life i believe there is a learning opportunity in everything now we when we think about positive intelligence how we are perceiving information everything is a gift or opportunity or you can see as it really did not change much i can't change the past so i'm just get over it. So one of the big thing I felt like it was crucial in my life is that I um moved to the US. My mom was really was here first and then I finished my middle school and came here. So the transition of me in multiple different areas learning language I, that helped me in adaptability. Now, I also help me in a sense of being a little bit competitive because I'm only child and all my family all the cousins are male so in a sense is how do you become more independent in it is you right there's not other sister or brothers to fall back on and then your parents is really just looking at you so I'm the one who's like oh no no traditional life of what uh, getting married getting a good job and settle down that's just not how I was and that's just not who I am and I got down that path and realizing I had a bigger mission to do at the same time I was working so many hours in medicine so after two bachelors two masters I got into medicine I all I wanted to do is heart surgery and people saying Sabrina that's crazy you're a girl and it's one of the highest turnover fields 
within medicine, why did you want to do it? But I really didn't find anything that's interests me or really anything that attract my attention that much. But that also means, right, anything is a give and take. I was working 80 plus hours a week, taking calls every night. And there was one month I was in the hospital 29 days straight. And to the point I start feeling, oh my gosh, I really just don't want to do this anymore. So how many of us have these amazing careers? We work so many years for it. And we get to a point that supposedly we have the titles, we have the support, we have whatever. And then is that how you can sustain it for the next 5, 10, 20 years? Right? For me at that moment was no. So I had to step back. What did I do? How did I get to this point? Right? I have to admit to myself, yes, I'm the one who tossed the pebble in the water and caused all the ripple effect. So I took that step back. What I did before medicine was neuroscience and public health. And my research study were on self-efficacy, self-care, and stress management. And when you're thinking about all of us have a lot of knowledge, but we're not actually drawing the right one. So one of the key learning points in that part of my life is to say, we have to give ourselves a permission to just stop for a moment and to think about what do we have in our toolbox. We have a lot of things already, but maybe because I'm so stuck in a way, I can't even see it, right? Sometimes you you put so much blinder on, you think you have a tunnel vision, you're going for it. And that's what we actually call in psychology, that high achiever tendency. And it's actually sabotaging us. We're setting in our own way because when we don't get somewhere, we feel like, we're losing who we are. We're unsure who we are. And therefore, nothing is good enough. When you're done 80% what you think you're supposed to do, you feel bad about it. You start beating yourself down, right? So that's way that I start transitioning, learning from other neuroscientists, peak performance specialists, and get myself back to a point to say, how can I continue on with medicine? And a lot of people, even they tell me is Sabrina, I like what I do, but not how I do it, right? Because we're not truly are burning out. What we have is a decision-making issue and leadership issue on how we lead ourselves and then how we lead others. So the major three point is it's okay to have a life that nobody else feel like that's the right life for you. You just have to know that's the right thing for you. And number two is we have to give ourselves permission to stop. So we understand what do we actually have in our toolbox to help us move forward and not just constantly moving and going somewhere that's so aimless. And number three is that we have to optimize our life to reduce the decision fatigue, the chaos by understand how do we lead? What are the natural way that you're already leading yourself? Are you helping yourself to make the best decision quickly, fast, so you can get somewhere? Or you're constantly debating with yourself, debating with other people, and that's what causes insufficiency. Excellent. So it's all about learning, uh, maybe giving permission to stop and think through, and also optimize the life so that we can reduce that hustle, hustle bustle kind of thing, which is going on, 
right so and in between you mentioned about uh, one small step can create a rippling effect in the future success right can you shed more light around that topic how can one yes. small step create a rippling effect right so one of my business uh, coaches is Darren Hardy so he wrote the book the compound effect um one of the example is uh for all the listeners out there if i give you two options i'll give you 10,000 dollars tomorrow or you have an option of getting a penny today that will double for the rest of your life which option would you pick right so navin which option would you pick in this situation <laughs> uh, without much thought process i would go with uh, 10000 dollars tomorrow <laughs> okay why is that i want instant results you you want the instant gratification okay yeah. so guess how many days would it take that one penny to exceed 10000 dollars roughly minimum 5 years actually it's 31 days so on the 31st day that penny is already exceeding $10,000. So the story goes we know when you do saving you do investment there's always some kind of compounding right and then um depend on interest rate but it's still additive as you go forward. So the concept is that if we allow ourselves to compound both our behavior and attract the right people so we can compound their time their energy their resources and their talent right think about if you have a room full of people who are expert in your field each one has 5 years and let's say you have 10 people each have 5 years that's immediately 50 years of experience versus you by yourself that's only 5 that's the concept we have to think about compounding and when we compounding is about small steps right you don't have to make a huge jump to where you need to go you just need to take a small step because everything is additive the concept of why we having a small step uh, it's also a mental barrier most people would think oh i have to gain knowledge the confidence before i do xyz However, the cycle really goes you take the action and then you become more competent because repetitiveness means we learn, we we change course, we understand, right? And then you become more confident about it. Then you become confident in that task or in the things. Then the more confident you are, of course you're going to do more. So this is a circle, but false belief tells us we have to be more confident about the things we need to do before we do it the lies that we have in our head whether it is your too perfectionism so you feel like everything need to be perfect before i do things then you don't do anything you don't put anything out right especially for entrepreneurs it's like oh i need to have a perfect website i need to have the perfect messaging i need to have the perfect xyz perfect product and go perfect customer service Well if you don't do anything how do you know it's perfect and it even is the perfect by your standard it's actually not your customer standard you still have to get feedback from them so we're sometimes too self-centered in a way uh, we have this idea this concept instead of 
what are you doing it for? You're gonna be doing this for someone. What is that someone's result? What's that person's feedback experience or that group of people? Unless we have put something out there, you never would know. And I think that's also the reason why people have a lot of health issues, right? It's because all these smaller activities of inactivity, right? People sit on um, lack of exercise, and even they do. Do they? How consistent are they?、Um, diet is huge. There's so many people talking about all these、uh, dietary plans. Which one have you tried that you're actually consistent with to document your result? The same concept applies in both our personal life. And also our business, right? Relationship is the same thing. If you wrote a love note to your spouse every day or your girlfriend every day, how amazing would that be on the continual, right? Or even do it as like I wrote it, but I'm putting it in a box and give it on anniversary, right? People start noticing the smaller moments, and that's how we compound relationship, knowledge, and resources to create a bigger leap. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I know I goofed up with the answer, but、uh, this reminded me about、uh, a concept called as the power of tiny gains, wherein if we are getting one percent better every day, which accounts to like one point zero one to the power of three hundred and sixty-five, means after three sixty-five days, we are going to gain by thirty-seven point seven eight times. Whereas, if you look at the same thing on the other side, wherein if somebody is getting worse every day, then it will be like point nine nine to the power of three sixty five, which will be like zero point zero three. So very well explained,、uh, Sabrina, and、uh, thank you for that wonderful、uh, explanation around how this compounding effect is going to have,、uh, how it is going to impact our lives, not just professionally but also on the relationship part as well. Wonderful, and now、uh, jumping to the core of today's topic, right?、Uh, regarding the time management and all. So before we dive further, I just wanted to understand from you: How do we really calculate the true value of our time? Should we go by quality or quantity? What's your take? Yeah, I actually just published the episode on my podcast, The Provider's Edge. What's more valuable, and what strategy should you pick? Is on time versus energy management. You really need to think about why you even consider time valuable to you. The concept some people would think, oh, I just never have time, right? Like some of my clients saying, Sabrina, if only I have more time and energy, I can do everything. Like, okay, actually, you're never gonna run out of time. Time is continual. Time doesn't stop. Time of even just twenty-four hours a day is something we created, right? Due to the sunrise and down, and then you expect that humans need a recovery, so you needed to sleep, right? That that quarter bucket. If you put a, a day in three buckets of eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, eight hours personal, then what? How are you doing with your eight hours of work? And then. When we think about life as ten major components, right? Social, spiritual, financial, career,、uh, personal health, mental well-being, 
different um, social support and um, how you are able to engage with uh, who you are as a person versus uh, how you're creating your value in the world. So when you're thinking about everything, if only eight hour left in a day to do, you know, seven categories, and then you have one a blocks to do your career financial stability, right? Technically, you're spending a lot of time on those things. And what does that mean is how well you're able to concentrate on those times. Study being shown that we are disrupted every day. And, and therefore, if we're constantly being disrupted, then we can't go on to do the things we meant to do. And even for some people, they're constantly learning about these tactics. Oh, I'll just focus on three big things. Great. If you can actually do it, right? How are you doing it? When was the last time you can say, I just need to focus on three things in a day. I actually only did that three things before I move on. People still need to have an underlining strategy. So when you think about the concept of time, I make my client calculate the value of their time. And when we don't attach a number to our hourly rate, people tend to do level of tax below their true worth. Uh, I believe we have to have a value to our time. Otherwise, we're missing how much we're worthy. What does that mean? Now, let's say your most productive time is to connect with future clients and having a presentation, a demo, so you can sell the product with them, right? And that one hour of conversation might generate $10,000 for you. So what other things have you been doing that's less valuable? So other things you can do is also spend the time to prepare for the meeting, understand the other buyer's personality, understand how well they listen, understand what they really need so you can support, right? So all those time plus that one hour's conversation that's truly valuable. That's what produces you future security and time in the future. But if you spend any of your time doing any other stuff, what we call distraction zones, tactics, the disinterest zones, or the discouragement. So what that means, instead of the desire, right? Things you're really good at and you are passionate at. And then the disinterest means you think he's interesting, right? So one of my clients who has a, a clinic with two other providers and um, they're all chiropractors running pretty smoothly. But in between, he start getting quote unquote bored. So he distract himself by checking cryptocurrency, his other investments. And he's not an expert in personal investment, but it's an interest. So that actually is a distraction. Instead, hiring a financial advisor to give you the advice so you don't have to do all the background research because guess what? You can spend two or three hours just researching that and not getting what you need. And then the disinterest zone means when you are doing things that naturally come to you that works really well, right? Like, it's just easy for me. I'll do it in five minutes. But the multiple five minutes add up 
and they still are robbing your time are not producing your time, right? And then the worst is when people get into that dreadfulness of the discouragement where they don't like to do it and they have no talent or ability to do. And most of my clients end up to be, oh, Sabrina, yeah, I do things 80% of the time that is stuff I don't want to do. Got it. All right. Now, uh, talking about uh, how to stop being busy because um, it happens in our professional settings as well, right? Somebody is always showing red on the instant messenger and whenever we ask him, hey, can I call you back? But we never get that call back, right? And uh, are there any must-dos to gain a day in a week? I think you devised something called as a six-step system to manage the time efficiently, right? So can you talk about it? Yeah, so we kind of mentioned step pace of them so far. So my uh, six core foundation when you have to think about how well you're scoring in each category is number one, how well can you understand your desire, your motivation behind it, and then be able to stick to only that desire means you're not sidetracking, right? And then that desire not only is a career desire, but Align with your personal mission, with your relationship, with all your other 10 aspects altogether. And number two is once you have a guiding light, right, you create that north light to know where you need to go. Then it's about how can you be a finisher, not just a starter, right? And we have to generate momentum. So life always get in the way sometimes. So how do you pick yourself back up to bring you back on track to keep going? Now, number three is how are you able to master your psychology? So I focus so much on building mental fitness, just as important as your physical fitness, so that you can build mental immunity. Because there are so many demands, decision fatigue from both internal expectation and external expectation. And in positive psychology, we also break them down into 10 different category of sabotaging tendency means they're just personas that our brain created and the sooner we recognize them the sooner we can stop them so we can pivot into those empowerment stage right and using different neural remodulation exercise now once we can say okay now i know what to do i know how to keep myself going i know how to get out of my own way and now get in the way of other people now what what about me? What about my own energy? What do I do really well that I don't have to feel like I need to always reaching out, right? So that means there are four different categories of people based on your energy cycle that are focused on your circadian rhythm. So based on your sleep pattern, your energy going to go up and down. And research also found there are only two to three hours of peak performance hours in a day. Do you know when those hours are? If you don't, you're missing out on max out your productivity to two to three folds if you're actually able to do your most creative work during those hours, right? Things you have to do that no one else can do. And then we go into creating freedom. And it's all about a guidance system again. So it's called Freedom Compass. Some of you might have heard it from Michael highest team how do we create a freedom now i mentioned earlier um you have to stay in your desire zone right things you have to uh, love to do and you have proficiency in doing and don't get into the distraction disinterest or discouragement 
zone. And that's number one. You even just have to start by what are the tasks in each category that you have been doing and how do we eliminate the three other categories? It's a call focus funnel. The focus funnel break it down only a few steps. Therefore, you no longer have 10 other options. You only have those four. So on the top of the focus funnel is immediately what can you eliminate? And what can you get rid all together that you don't have to think about? Because you can use your number one of the desire, the mission of life and work. So for example, you really want to go every week to your kid's soccer game. How would you do that? Something have to give up, right? And then that also tap into the quality and quantity side. Well, if that's a commitment because you you truly want to be a great parent for your child, and that's something very important to you, but what other obligation do you have that you can immediately cut away or tell them they have to be moved to a different time, right? If people truly connect with you, they will not leave. They will come back, right? That's also, if you really connected to that project, that person, you have to take the responsibility, accountability to keep following up with someone, right? Once you move that appointment. So that's what we're saying. Number one is to eliminate. Number two is delegate. We have to leverage with our compounding effect of other people's time resources. And who is that person? Even they can only do 80% of the task as well as you are. And that means it helps you. So you only have to do 10%. So what are the people that you have built in your life, in your business that you can leverage them? And if you don't have these people, then it's about how to learn to hire the right way. And next two steps now is on you. Now, because you can't take off your plate completely and you cannot find someone else or an automation system that does for you, then it's on you. Then the point is, should you delay the project or should you schedule the project, right? When you delay the project means it's not really going to give you that much of an output. It's actually just going to take up time. But if something like the meeting that we talked about when you're doing presentation, when you have to do all the background research, well, it's crucial to you. Therefore, you have to schedule it out during your peak performance hours, and then you are committed to it. Then at the end of the day, you only have to make four decisions, whether to eliminate, delegate, delay, or schedule out. And then you're not going to feel like, oh my God, what should I do? And we're so cutting everything down. So even just by doing the first part, the freedom compass exercise, on average, my clients are able to cut away 10 to 20 hours of work for that one week immediately. And then we think about, okay, then we can use focus funnel to see how those additional tasks are being allocated elsewhere, right? That's how we gain time back. Wow, uh, such a great framework. And uh, Sabrina, you also shared some tips about uh, overcoming the overwhelm so that you wake up excited and sustain your success. So what exactly should we be doing to overcome the overwhelm? 
you will follow the same six-step framework in a way because at the end of the day, it's not about the burnout. It's not about not doing much as we are high performers. We actually get achy and agitated when we don't have anything to do. You don't really know what you're doing with your time, right? You're Because you're in the natural way of constantly moving. So when we mention about giving yourself permission to stop and reflect, Actually, you still have to follow the model of um, how you make the decision based on your desire, based on how do you create momentum, how do you master your psychology, how do you make sure you feel good in your optimized level to engage with other people, to speak with other people, because people can sense when your energy is down, right? It affects their mood as well. And how well you're processing through your tasks so you don't get caught up by life, right? And then we don't want it to just be like, oh, I'm just going to follow the flow. Actually, no. What, you're going to be on your little boat and hit a rock and then break the boat? No, we don't want to do that. We want to create a system that we can direct. And yes, there might be a current, but we have a way that we can change the current so we don't hit that rock, right? Ultimately, it's still having the right people in our lives, in our work, so we can work synchronous, connected, right? collective, and instead of uh, sporadic segments. All right. Yeah, great. Uh, Sabrina, can you talk briefly about your podcast, The Provider's Edge? What kind of information do you share with your audience and the format, etc.? Yeah. So The Provider's Edge, people can find on my website, sabrinarombach.com forward slash podcast. And it can be heard in any of your preferred players. The main goal of this show is to help the medical, dental, and uh, holistic practice owners who have been so brave to open up their practice, whether you've been running for a few years or many years, 10, 20 years, whether you have one practice or 10 practices. There's always a journey that people have gone through. And we know there's a huge issue in physician shortages and overall nursing shortages all over in healthcare. And how can we truly have that solid group that you can help your patients to optimize their health while you have a profitable practice because that practice is also creating your own financial security and supporting the team that are with you. So how can we be the best practitioner to have a self-efficient, personal efficiency, and have a practice efficiency so we can continue to grow steadily and support our patient in the best way? So I interview practice owners to share their stories, their wins, and uh, some of the struggles they overcome, and also other experts in healthcare who are helping these practices to grow from various business aspects and personal aspects. Wonderful. I'm sure it is adding a lot of value to our audience. And uh, so to the the Guiding Voice audience, you'll find the link to Sabrina's podcast in the show notes. You may check it out. And uh, Sabrina, this has been a fabulous conversation so far, but let's add some spice to the episode. I'm going to open a quick rapid fire round with your consent. Are you okay? Let's go. (laughs) All right. So let me fire the first bullet. What was your childhood fantasy, Sabrina? Oh, I always wanted to be a bird. And I 
goes into even now, right? I'm the one who's all about defining your own freedom. So back then was I just want to fly to anywhere I want, and I actually don't like birds personally. And、um, but now it's about okay, I actually want a freedom from people, freedom from location, and freedom of time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Spot on. Moving on to the next one. What is the best piece of advice that you have received so far? I would say is on.、Um, we just have to be true to ourselves and think what after so many self learning and also learning from my coaches who are whether it's in performance in in. Uh, science in medicine is all about how do you be yourself while you're connected to other people because we cannot be anybody else. But that doesn't mean that we're rude. That doesn't mean that we're just saying anything that we want to say. Can you share with our audience one life-changing incident that changed your perspective? Yeah, I actually believe that、uh, when I moved around so much in my life that helped in a way. Um, what's funny is like I guess everything has been changing in some way. So I moved、uh, after I graduated school and, and grad schools. I moved to Houston. Now I didn't really have any friends at the time except like two people that I know from college. But then I just created my own thing.、Um, and now even、um, after my divorce, I still have a house in Houston. I have a whole group of friends that I don't want to live. Uh, leave to go to a different city. So I think at the end of the day, is we all know how to adapt. We just have to be open to let people in and talk to other people, learn about whatever each city can bring for us. Great, thanks for sharing that. And now,、uh, what is your favorite animal? Oh, I have a dog. She's like a six-year-old golden doodle. So Ella is so sweet. I just got her as a therapy dog, so、uh, I can travel with her next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have a dog as well, and、uh, she's eighteen month old Labrador. Her name is Hira, and she has become、um, the third daughter in the family. I have two daughters already. All right. So with that, let me fire the last bullet out of rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself, Sabrina? I always want to one of those things that you see on in movies, right? This、uh, self flying car type of thing that you can just like up you go, right? Like、uh, then you're gonna be like, okay, the ground traffic is already bad. If we all have our own little personal plane,、uh, like those little bubbles, like you see in Jurassic Park or something, how we control air? But still, that will be awesome. <laughs> I I conquer and I also wish that comes true, but、um, I think it it is going to be possible in this decade for sure. All right, so that was a fascinating rapid fire. With that, let me flip back to the mainstream. And before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation, Sabrina. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers or lives? You can pick anything. Yeah, the one advice I give to everybody is always. Say no to almost everything. Then you can say heck yes to the things that truly matter in your life. Simply profound. Say no to almost anything and everything, so that you can say yes to important things. Wonderful. All right. So this has been a great conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for being part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Thank you so much. All right. So. Folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you: 
in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from also if you have loved this episode and found it useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice thank you so much in advance now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode so today we had some wonderful insights about managing time and getting that extra hours through the busy week from sabrina ranbek and i'm going to share couple of insights and statistics around time management as part of today's trivia you know the average person uses 13 different methods to control and manage their time right a few people go with reminders on their mobile phones or reminders on outlook or the calendar likewise there are 13 different methods and you know average person gets one interruption every 8 minutes or approximately 7 an hour so which accounts to 50 to 60 interruptions per day and the average interruption takes anywhere between 5 minutes and totaling to 4 hours or 50% of the average work day and you know out of these interruptions 80% of them are typically rated as little value or no value creating approximately 3 hours of wasted time per day in case if you are able to identify what those time wasters are we can easily save 3 hours of time out of our work day so likewise if you also have any interesting time management tips i would love to hear from you guys you can drop me a note on social media platforms or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com that's all for today thank you so much for joining me guys i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe Until next time bye bye